Okay. I, I, I just have to acknowledge all the, the fathers listening right now. And if you're not clawing your eyes out okay, and, then sh- and, then choking, and then choking yourself with them and then punching yourself in the balls, imagining that they're Don Hall's face right now because he's being fucking insane, why aren't you doing that? I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Hey man, happy anniversary. And back at you, happy anniversary. Three anniversaries actually are happening in like a short amount of span. Yeah, this is our this is our magic hour. Yeah, because like August, like middle of August was the five year anniversary of Literate Ape. So does that mark when I asked you out on that date where we went no, to Easy marks, Bar? That was in July. That was in okay. That was in July when when you sat down, and then like a week <laughs> later, you sent me the motherfucking tome of how yeah. it was gonna go. Right, right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like a week later, I was like, yeah, yeah, we're not doing any of that shit. I just started it. Here it is. Let's just start posting. What? And <laughs> and then and then like middle of August was our very first, like the very first post. What I love about our origin story is, like, it really was me pursuing you like the last relationship that i really pursued i didn't pursue the relationship with katie katie pursued me a bit more during the relationship she was pursuing me i was like i don't know about not that i didn't like her i just didn't want to be in a relationship because i was going to be single the rest of my bachelor um but i i remember it was three in the morning and i was up and i was like everything's wrong writing literacy journalism and i wrote this manifesto like blind date pick up the phone and call you email and was Mm -hmm. like hey man i love your writing we almost worked together creatively once then you blew me off for joe janes and that's cool because his play didn't win mine was better than his um yeah you really get that that you're really fixated on that yeah that always comes up in the in the mythology yeah and then i say that email was like let's go for drinks and you're like yeah come to my apartment which was easy bar like you know you lived right above easy bar in division and we did, and we had beers, and it was like it was like a fucking date. Like do, it was. Do you, do you remember what happened while we had our date? Um, Somebody across we, the street saw us sitting there and said, "Fuck you, Don Hall." You remember that? I do remember not remember that. Yeah, somebody. We were just sitting and having drinks, and somebody from across there, you suck, Don Hall, or some kind, like screamed across the street about what a piece <laughs> of shit I was. And I thought that like, happened to you in a in a breakfast joint. No, like, that that happened. Oh no, that did happen. There was to that, me in a breakfast joint, <laughs> was that too, but yeah. it happened on our on our like our first date sitting at Easy Bar. We were sitting outside. We were on the, like that little patio area. No, on the no, sidewalk. we weren't. This must yes, have been another we time. The first date we were inside. We were back in the back of the bar. The oh, very first it time. All right. Well, I remember one time okay. when somebody screamed at me from across the street, and uh, and you were like, "What the fuck is that all about?" Oh, and that's then funny, I forgot about yeah. that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like funny. then we like we started dating and yeah, doing I, this well, thing I, I, and it was like I emailed you and i said yeah i'm calling it literate ape 
uh, we're just apes who learn to read. And you went, that's cool. Uh, when are we going to do it? I said, it's up already. We can start writing any time. You were like, what? Uh, okay. But and I had all these we, plans. Yeah. And I wrote a mission started, statement. Yeah, you did all that <laughs> shit. And I'm like, yeah, I've been down that road with the mission statement shit. Fuck that. Here it is. Let's start writing. And so yeah. we did. We started mm-hmm. writing. So that was five years ago. Also five years ago, September... 10th. 10th. So Friday five, was my was my five-year wedding anniversary. Fifth yeah. wedding anniversary. Yep. So you and Katie are as old as Literate Ape is. Yep. yep. And the 12th was uh, Dana and I's seventh anniversary. Yeah. And I, I remember yeah. inviting you to the yep. to our wedding. When we were on our when we were you, we, well we went we went to Saugatuck yeah for our uh, for our was your it our second sec- yeah our, it was sec- your second, our second yeah. anniversary we went to Saugatuck and you guys were in Union Pier Union Pier which is which like was just like like an hour away not even maybe an hour, forty like minutes, minutes yeah yeah thirty forty minutes away and you invited us and we debated whether or not we were going to go and then realized that we just didn't know enough of your friends and we felt like that that we would just kind of be in the way. But you so did like did. you you knew like Heather Bodie and Patrick Kent like you okay, knew but, enough yeah, people but we, yeah but we didn't know, but we didn't know yeah. those were the people who were going to be there we just knew right. you invited us and you were sort of like and I remember Dana and I having that conversation it's like well we could go um, who else are we going to know because I feel like we're kind of an imposition on like Dave invited us but sort of at a, just like a nice thing because he and I are friends but it's like. Do we really want to go and just kind of be that couple that's just kind of in the way? So we decided to stick around and drink yeah. on our own and and swim in the shark shaped pool and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, so but that was yeah. But you guys were getting drunk. Yeah, forty minutes away. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have a nice um, anniversary weekend? Yes. Um, uh, what we did was uh, the thing is we we are going to go. We're going to take. Usually we take a trip. Like our first anniversary. Well, now let's be Paris. clear, because for the listener, you're talking about this in future tense. When this episode drops, it would have happened yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what we're. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. But usually we go on a trip. So our first anniversary was Paris. We basically we did for the first six years. It was European vacation, or you know, beach vacation, and then Michigan vacation the next mm-hmm. year. It's like you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this year, this year it's COVID. It's still COVID, so there's not really, you know, that great. So what we're doing is uh, Mike Vanopel mm-hmm. and his wife Erin. Mike um, Vanopel, are, Dana's ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend, <laughs> who wrote who wrote the music for this ape cast. Right. Yeah. Who his band wrote the music for this ape cast. Well, he and Erin got married during COVID, mm-hmm. and they're having their first anniversary in Lake Tahoe at the end of September. So Dana and I decided. Okay. We would coincide our trip, our, our anniversary trip, with their being at Tahoe. So we're going to go to, it's North Tahoe, so it's not in danger of a I was going to say, like, is wildfire. Tahoe still there? We, well, that's the thing, is we've been watching. I've been watching, and it's mostly South Tahoe that got affected, but that's starting to calm down. North Tahoe is beautiful, still doing fine. So we went ahead, and so we're going to do that at the end of this month. Um, but for our actual anniversary, that on Sunday, yesterday, um, we uh, went to area here in Vegas. They have a thing called Area 15, mm-hmm. which is sort of like if Burning Man decided to create a mall. Oh God, it's fucking awesome! No, I can tell you, it's oh, All it's right. artwork. It's crazy artwork. It's virtual reality shit. There's a hatchet throwing restaurant and bar. There's a bar that's underneath this giant. Uh, tree that has all these day glow lighted leaves. It's just a fucking great thing. And they have Meow Wolf's 
Omega Mart. And Omega Mart is a fake uh, supermarket with fake products and all kinds of tunnels and weird shit. It's amazing. So she's been wanting to go since it came here. So we, we went to Omega Mart during the day. And then she took me to uh, Golden Steer, uh -huh. which is one of the oldest steak places in Las Vegas. Yeah. So that I could have uh, an amazing steak meal. And I did. Here's my question about Golden Steer. Is the kosher restaurant still right next door to it? Is that place still open? It is not open, no, no. Because that was my mint. favorite thing. The, the mint, mint yeah. is still open. The sure. mint is over there, and then there's some strip molly shit, and then yeah. there's the Golden Steer. But the Golden Steer is the same as it's been since, yeah. you know, Vegas started. And uh, I just, I've always, I always loved the, the idea that there was the kosher restaurant right next door to the Golden Steer. And like, yeah. Because that's, that's the Bible, baby. You know, the, yeah. <laughs> they made a go. golden that's, calf for God, and Moses freaked yes, the fuck out. And, anyway, and that sounds like a great... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nice, that's nice, a nice, nice anniversary. day. And, yeah. and then we're looking forward. I'm really looking forward to Tahoe. Because um, it's just... Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is I can work from anywhere, you know? And so well, I'll probably we've work... We've proven we I'll, all can. Well, many of yeah. us, most of us. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably a work a little bit. Uh, I'll probably work... I won't work on Thursday. Um, I'll probably work a little bit on Friday in the morning, but not very much. I'm not going to do a lot of work while we're over there because I want to. I want to enjoy talk because we went to Reno last year. Yeah, and loved Reno and thought about going to Tahoe while we were there, and then thought, nah, we need to go to Tahoe where that's the only thing we're doing because it's huge and beautiful and yeah. outside and you know. So, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. We. So, what um, are you guys doing? What What did you do for your we, uh, anniversary? We went to Milwaukee. We did a quick... Because I... Before we got married, I, I told her that for anniversary gifts, like, let's not buy each other shit. Let's just take a trip. Go somewhere together. And that never quite worked out. Um, because the first one, she was pregnant. I'm searching for... I, I, it just didn't, it just didn't yeah, it just play didn't, out that didn't way. Happen. Um, yeah. And, of course, then Harry came around for the second one, and everything's just harder with a kid. And so... This year, I was like, let's just let's get out of town. Let's just go to Milwaukee. Let's get out of town. We, it, Milwaukee is there's tons of shit to do there. It's it's simple, great. So and I just our, our house is deconstructed right now because yeah. Katie's painted everything and she's replacing light fixtures. She's doing so much work. To, she's Mary Hatch or Mary Bailey in you know yeah. every day. Mary worked on rebuilding the old home. You know that whole thing. Um. So our house is just is a fucking mess. Harry keeps asking, why does mommy keep breaking the house? It's like, she's not breaking the house. She's making it prettier. It's, but it's, he's right. Like, literally light fixtures are hanging from the ceiling. You know, yeah. shit's just she's totally She's breaking the house yeah. so that she can, she, so she can so fix the can house. Be, yeah. Yes. Um, so I just want to go somewhere that's quick, easy, nice. And we got a hotel and we just let people clean up after us. And we Yeah, mapped. it's like a team retreat. And we, dude, I'm telling you, the best thing you guys can do, especially with Harry in the picture, is the team retreat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Dana and I, Dana and I, the rule of the team retreat is it needs to be within a six-hour drive with the Prius. Mm -hmm. We don't fly anywhere for a team retreat. It's got to be someplace that's got something interesting culturally mm -hmm. that we kind of want to see that we could spend a day doing. Um, cheap hotels, you know, mm -hmm. because it didn't have to be a great hotel if you're going. You know, I know one of the th one of the places we're going to go is Marfa, Texas, which is mm. 
just this fucking drop drop in the fucking water tiny tiny little town but it's got this huge arts community mm-hmm. and like really DIY arts community so we really and they've only got three hotels in the whole goddamn place yeah so I but and it's an 18 hour drive from here so to do it we're probably going to have to like go to Gallup or El Paso or someplace and stop halfway and get a hotel room and, but I want to go someplace if we're going to do that I want to go someplace that's got something cool we want to see while we're there then yeah go to Marfa and then come back and do another, like stay in Tucson or someplace that's sort of cool and come back. You know, it's like that's a team retreat. And yeah. I'm telling you, the team retreat thing is, uh, I think she created the concept, but it's the best thing. I we, love it. I we love definitely it. need to do more of that because we get so bogged down with work and mm-hmm. the day to day and everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm much better at releasing my own stress and everything by shutting down and sitting down with a glass of scotch and a, and the TV or just solitary, like whatever it is to zone out and reset or go running yeah. or work out or whatever. Katie's not as good as I am at that, you know, at, at taking a moment to pause and just let go. Yeah, so just getting out of press. town, like I, I got home today and she's just been working her ass off on this house and, and, and her job. Like she's, yeah, go, all go, the go. stuff she's doing. Yeah. Um, and she just looks. I'm dude tired, I'm and I don't you, say this like my wife looks day, tired and old and tired. No, but she last, just looked the, like the, she the, needs a fucking last, vacation. Again, last week, you know, because that's the thing is, you know, Dana's got her work, and she, and you know, while she is not like does not work a traditional nine to five job, she's actually she's finally cracked into the the figure modeling thing here in Vegas, which is good, kind of yeah. kind of momentous. Yeah. Um, you know, and I work, I do, I work a lot. I'm, you know, I spend my yeah. day writing and working on my shit. But uh, last week it was sort of like uh, we've got some friends here that wanted it, that they, they rit- routinely go up to Mount Charleston. Mm-hmm. And for those listening that don't know Mount Charleston, it's like another world. It's like you're in the desert in Las Vegas. You drive 45 minutes and you're in the fucking mountains with evergreens and, you know, snow and ski lift. It's just fucking gorgeous. And it's well, beautiful in the summertime saying, because it, the well, temperature drops like 25 degrees. Yeah. So it can be well, 115, you get we, there and it's 85 or whatever the math we've is. We've been on. talking about going to Mount Charleston since we moved here and just have never done it. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, you want to do this? We're like, yes, we want to do this. So we did. And, and we weren't there long, but we did. Uh, we probably hiked for two hours and just walking through the woods and up a mountain and ended up at the top of this fucking peak and it was just other than the fact that there's still a lot of smoke in mm-hmm. the air so you can't quite see as clearly it was beautiful and yeah. lovely and uh it was it was grand and and then we got back we ended up being back by three o'clock so i got work done perfect you know and so i'm telling you you got to do that for your wife because she needs it more than you do yeah and i think generally people need that they we, we need to chill the fuck out is you know and get away and it's hard it's hard to do because well i don't want to get into the yeah, demands yeah, yeah, of american capitalism and the work life and responsibilities well, I mean, and all take, that bullshit but you, the, the thing is you can take harry to what so you did you were you took to harry to his grandpa's the other day right yeah well so my dad and patty are leaving um tomorrow on a year-long boat cruise they're taking the great loop and it's essentially lake michigan through the rivers illinois river ohio river mississippi then around the waterways 
into the Gulf around uh, America's limp penis, um, intercoastal, intercoastal yeah, waterway, dad, your, and your then up really to the Great Lakes, it. and it's he's really roughing it in life, isn't he? Yeah, rock and roll, man. I mean, come on, he's seventy. One uh, yeah. and they're retired. I mean, they're retired. You it's know. time to do it. It's time to do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But I know you. Were but yeah, so they had uh, they had a Bon Voyage party. We took Harry to um, down there to, to play it and such. And yeah, what's cool about you know taking Harry to, to my dad's house is it, it's my house. It's where I I grew up. Yeah, so it's where you grew up. Yeah. There's a lot of the same toys there that I played with as a little kid. Your and toys, my like toys. the toys you and your you and your brothers would play with. Yes, like night, like nineties toys, like eighties toys. Like okay, all right, yeah, all right, eighties yeah. toys, sure. I mean, the GI Joes are still there. Um, really? Oh yeah, yeah. The GI Joes are all still there. I <laughs> I came across one because Harry was pulling out the toys, looking to play with them, and I went into one of the vehicles, the Rolling Thunder, which was my favorite GI Joe toy. God, I love that thing. Oh. You know, it was a PlayStation. Yeah, you know, dude, it yeah. was all so uh, militaristic. It was so fucking militaristic. Jesus. I still have Especially all... after the conversation we had last week. Wouldn't I know. you want to rethink that? Jesus. Well, and I, it was funny because I did because I, I came across, um, I kept all of the 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 packages for the G.I. Joes because they had like the, the, the bios on the figures, you know, what their ranking is and what their skill set is and what their history, you know, so you... And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so Cold War. This is so yeah. war on drugs. Because I guarantee you, no G.O. Joe had in his skill, uh, his list of skills, like water painting or no. hostage negotiating. None of those things were skills that G.I. Joe had. It was all hand-to-hand combat. And hand-to-hand Kung combat, and, kung fu, yeah. um, crashing yeah. through doors. By, uh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember the SWAT character. Ah, shit. What was his name? Anyway. So you let, you let Harry play with this shit? Yeah, but he was bummed out because he picked a toy up, and it was, if you remember G.I. Joe, the twins, the Cobra twins, Tomax yeah. and Zamot, the the rubber band that holds them together, that holds the torso together, had dried out, so it broke, so he picks it up, and it was just two parts Snap. of the body, and it was, oh. <laughs> and he was like, what happened, Daddy? And I was like, oh, my God. You broke my he toy. Was, no, I was, I mean, but, yeah. but it was like, oh, my God, he's, he was wounded in battle. He was, you know, and Harry's like, "What? Why doesn't his legs are not attached?" I was like, "All right, just forget it." Anyway, but what I, what was funny is that we pull out the all my Hot Wheels, my old Hot Wheels, and the cool thing I about loved Hot, Hot Wheels. Yeah. Oh my god, the two things I loved when I was a kid were Hot Wheels and plastic fucking dinosaurs. I love that shit. I loved plastic dinosaurs. Man, I would sit out in the backyard wherever we were living at the time. And I would construct an entire goddamn universe of fucking dinosaurs, and it was all plastic dinosaurs. And then at one point, my grandpa got me uh, army men. Those remember uh-huh, the little plastic sure. green yeah, army men? Of course. Well, I hated I hated the army men, which says a lot about my disdain for the military in general. But I didn't like the army men. But what I loved was having the army men try to kill the plastic dinosaurs, and the plastic dinosaurs just fucking eat them. Yeah, I loved that. That was a great game. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing about the Hot Wheels is that on the bottom of most, if not all of them, there's a, a date. Yeah. So there will be like the, the model of the car. So 1968, you know, Ford Mustang. But then there will be the copyright 1979 Mattel Corporation, Mattel, or whatever yeah, it says. Yeah. So I was looking at the cars and it's so funny because these cars are so 
I mean, they're 42, 43 years old at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're rusted. The, the wheels don't work. You know, they don't roll as well. But, you know, Harry doesn't give a shit. He loves yeah, them. Yeah, they're toys. But I'm they're watching cars. him play with this. Like, oh, my God, I love that car. I can... I, and he's playing in the basement that I played in and on the driveway that I played on. And so it's this really weird, cool, you know... This is how time passes. This is the circle of life playing this out before the me. The circle yeah. of life. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So my dad and Patty had this party, and there were people over, and uh, there were a couple kids that were about Harry's age, and one of them was a a, a, a girl. I can't remember her name. But she was a, a mixed kid, half black, half white. And they're playing with the cars together, and I you walk over. You mean a mulatto? I don't know that you can say that. I can say that. Yeah, but but can you? I can say that, and but without apology. You? Well, that's a whole right. different ball of wax. Um, so he's playing with, with my cars, and I, I, I see that the, the Dukes of Hazard General Lee. Oh, Jesus. And with the mulatto kid? The mulatto kid is playing with the Dukes of Hazard. General oh, Lee car. No. Oh no! Oh no! And so I see the car, and I go, "Yeah, I remember. I remember that car. I remember watching the show. I, th- I think I still have like the first season on DVD. Like just because. Oh yeah. But like, what Couple kid? Good old boys. What kid yeah. didn't have a General Lee a Hot Wheel car? I had one, and I'm and I'm ten years older than you. Yeah. So like a, a plus, and yeah. I still had one. Yeah, yeah. And I remember playing with it and doing the jumps, and you know, I. I I remember it so perfectly. So I see it and I'm like, oh, that, you know, I'm alarmed by it because Jesus, you know, times have changed. It's a a fucking Confederate flag. It's a Confederate flag. Yeah. And the the mixed kid is playing with it. I'm like, well, this just feels even weirder than it did just being there. A moment ago. And then the dad, the dad, we were in the front yard playing on the driveway. And the dad comes around from the backyard and I was like, oh shit, should I. Should I take the car is, away? Like the, I have to ask: uh, Is the dad is the dad black or white? The dad's white. Okay, just yeah. che- I'm just checking. I'm just asking. And so I had this like moment of panic, like two moments of panic happening at the same time. Yeah. And it was one: Should I get rid of the car because let's let's not play with the Confederate flag? Like that's not a fucking sure. toy. Yeah. Two: Holy shit! What do I do about the mixed kid? having a great time playing with the General Lee. Yeah, if I walk over and I take it away from him, what's what the fuck's going to happen, and how do I explain this situation? And so then, what did you do? Well, And then the sub-story to that is, if I do something about it now, what's the dad going to think? Is he going to think that I'm like, oh shit, don't let my half-black daughter play with that, or like, are you are you hiding your racist car, or is he going to think, eh, it's a clearly these are old cars, like I had one, you know, because again, everybody had a General Lee Hot Wheel car. Like, if you had Hot Wheel cars and you didn't have a General Lee Hot Wheel car, what the hell's wrong with you? Right. So what in did the you 80s. Do? So what did I, you do? I let it go. I just let it go. I let that shit play out. See, and it's interesting because I because because the thing is, you texted me, and so I knew this was <laughs> I knew this was coming. And uh, you said, "What do I do about the General Lee?" And uh, what I typed, and this is and this and, and and actually this doesn't change my but what I wrote was. Same thing you would do if he was playing with one of those thick-lipped black mammy dolls. 
Yeah. Because I remember, I remember there was a period when my mom had like like watermelon dolls, and you know, because uh, they were very they were very kitsch yeah. there for a while. Yeah. Um. And then I thought, and, and then I backed up because I thought about that answer because, of course, you know, it's important and it's interesting, and I thought, well, how, that maybe that's not the best. That was more vague advice to give you than I, I think I intended. Yeah, I so read that, that and I was like, what? That doesn't mean <laughs> it. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's the same basic concept, but the question is, do you take it away from the kid and say, you can't play with this? Right. Do you ignore it and hope they forget about it, which is what you did? Or do you have a conversation with the kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About... about you can play with this because this is the thing. The thing I thought about because I thought about this. I actually once you did that, I really did kind of do one of my uh, my Don Hall deep mental dives of fucking insanity. And I thought, how would I respond to that? And the thing about it is, the more I thought about it, the more I realized I know, and I don't know Harry as well as you do. Um, you know, I mean, I only see him on Facetime once in a while, um, right? And you know, but I know three year olds. I know boys. I know me, um, and I know that if you had told me at any age, even at 55, if you had told me at any age I was not allowed to play with that toy, right? I'm fucking playing with that goddamn toy. I'm going to find a way to play with that fucking toy. So telling him, no, you can't play with that toy, it's offensive... That's not going to play. That's not going to work. You're not going to solve your problem. You're not going to solve your problem that way. Ignoring it means that that's going to come to bite you in the ass later on. Because at some point somebody's going to ask you about that and you're going to have to have some sort of an explanation. And then the third option is and I and then I go back to my uh, my statement, same thing you would if he was playing with one of those thick-lipped mammy dolls. You don't tell him you don't tell him he can't play with it, but you explain to him what it means, mm-hmm. what it what it meant then, when you were a boy, and what it means now, as society has has shifted a little bit. Yeah, and I actually don't think society has shifted a lot. I think it's shifted a little bit. I mean, they just took down the fuck. Finally, finally. They t- Finally, they took down the fucking largest Robert E. Lee fucking commemorative goddamn bronze statue. And it's like, fucking finally. Which apparently has a time capsule inside of it. And inside that time capsule has a photograph of Lincoln in his coffin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, what I mean, that, that, all right, oh the picture God. is probably, it's probably worth it in a, in a, this is what the insurrectionists would have looked like. 200 years ago yeah. kind of thing. But the thing is, and, and I guess that it really becomes the question of the day, which is, do we discuss uncomfortable ideas or do we suppress uncomfortable ideas? And I am definitely, I know that my answer is always, we should discuss them. We should we not should... suppress bad ideas. What we should do is discuss ideas that existed explain why we feel they are not good ideas and then allow the children to figure out what they're going to do with that information. I agree. However, however, my son is three. The girl playing with the car was three and a half or four. 
So what I chose to do was just I let them play with it. What yeah. I'm going to do is the next time I'm at, at, at Dad's house is I'm just going to take it, take that generally, and I'm going to chuck it. I'm just going to throw Don't. it away. No, but wait, no. but wait, but wait. I encourage wait. you not to. I encourage no. you to Hang take on. the time. The thing is, he might be three, but we've already established, you and I, on uh, off, off mic, we've already established that your son can work your goddamn iPhone better than you can. Not better than I can, but as well as I can. Yeah, no better. And because uh, he's three. And and the thing about it is, if that's the case, then what... This is the thing. And, I, and I'll, you know, whether this fucked me up for life or not. I remember when I was probably seven years old. Like seven. It had to be about seven. When I asked my mom about sex. Now, you got to remember, my mom was a pretty young mom. Yeah. She was still in her early 20s when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And mom mom didn't have a lot of the hang-ups that a lot of people have. So she explained everything in graphic detail. Sure. She told me everything I needed to know about sex when I was seven. And That's I look at my mom and, and I think that was fucking brilliant. So yeah. what I'm going to tell you, what I think, and you do, you're, you're his dad. You're going to do what you got to do. But what I think is is responsible is to explain to him what that generally... Explain to him why you had it, why it seemed okay at the time, and why you have changed your mind about the Confederate flag. Because I remember when I was a kid, well, the Confederate flag no. didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. I mean, I think about I think about the toys that I played with. You remember Garbage Pail Kids? Of course. Jesus Christ, that is some problematic shit, man. Mad Balls? Is it? Mad Balls. Oh, have you looked at some of the shit on there? It's like Retarded Harry and and Bulimic Betty and this. I mean, this shit is, is like, it's, it's kind of, it, today that shit would not pass, right? No, you that could not, not do play. Garbage Pail Kids today. That's what I'm saying. And, and as opposed to hiding it and, te- and and pretending like you never enjoyed these toys, I think it is worth the time to explain to your kid, I did enjoy these things, and I, you know, maybe I still do, but maybe I don't. And here are some things for you to think about. Here are some context around the General Lee that you need to be aware of. And okay. I think, regardless of how young okay. he is, that's a good conversation to have. And also, if you have that conversation with him, I beg you to record that conversation so that we can put it on the Apecast, because that is going to be the fucking greatest conversation I've ever heard in my life. Yes. So here's... Here's where you're like you're right. We we should talk to our kids about things that they face in the world so they understand. I think your mom is great for being honest and and completely transparent about sex when you're seven years old. Great. If Harry asks that at seven years old, I will do the same thing. Be completely transparent. Here's what sex is, penis, vagina, whatever, all of it. But at three, and it with Harry, explaining the general Lee and the Confederate flag to him. It's going to go completely over his head. He's not going to get it. It's not worth it. So here's you're the wrong. thing. No, 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 I no. Think Hang you're on. Wrong. Hang I think on he'll a second. remember it. He won't understand it now, but he'll Wait a minute, remember Don. it later. Wait a minute. All right. 
to to open up a conversation about here's why you can't play with this toy to my son at three years old he's gonna go nah like you said in the beginning you tell you you can't play with something they're gonna want to play with it but wait if I just take it without him knowing and throw it away because who gives a shit David wait a minute why can't he play with the toy why can't he not play with the toy because he doesn't need he has there are thousands of other okay let's be realistic there are tens of other Hot Wheel cars that he can play with he's not gonna miss the general lead it's not an actual better car than anything else as we've established, if you tell a child or an adult he cannot play with that toy, he's going to want to play with that toy. So maybe the argument isn't you shouldn't have the discussion of why he shouldn't play with the toy. Maybe you just need to discuss with him what the meaning of the Confederate flag is, why that seemed okay when you were a kid, why it's not okay today, and let him make his own fucking decision because Don he's three and there are some yeah. things Harry we give Harry a lot of autonomy he gets to do he makes his own choices he can pick out his clothes he does all that other shit the, the, the concept of the confederate flag the Virginia battle flag is I could easily explain it to him but he doesn't give a shit yet and there will be times in his life when the confederate flag comes up and I will have that conversation with him but David, this, what this I'm dumb little is, car, opening up that conversation with him is not going to make a lick of difference. At, He's no, not going this, to care. At this point, what you, and, and this is what I'm saying is, he is three. He does look to you for guidance. Of course. If you do not provide that guidance, if all you provide him is, is with control, you're setting up a relationship that is all about you controlling his choices. Right, but Don, I'm so not setting I'm up anything. Is, what I'm saying is, what, and you and I'm not a parent, so what the fuck do I know, right? Exactly. But my thought, but my thought is. But no, please continue. Why not? Why not have the conversation with him and say, "Here's why I wouldn't play with it today. If you want to play with it, you can. But this is what the Confederate flag represented. It represented taking people and and enslaving them. Let me tell you a little bit about enslavement. It's it's one of the things that I think is the most interesting about the whole concept of CRT, teaching critical race theory in yeah. in schools is that that the the ones that, that the the folks that which I think is the wrong argument to have, but the thing about it is critical race theory is a terrible thing to teach in schools because it's indoctrination of a marxist ideology. However, teaching teaching children that slavery was bad was not just bad but it was an atrocity i don't think i don't think i think 5 year olds i think you can you can teach that that slavery is a bad fucking thing in kindergarten and harry's not that far from kindergarten so it it no. really provides you an opportunity instead of saying you can't play with this it's saying I wouldn't play with this now because as your dad, I know what this means and letting him make the choice whether or not to play with it. The thing about it is I I want to I mean again, I'm going to guarantee you, I'm going to guarantee you even if he doesn't understand everything you said, even if he doesn't understand all the concepts, if he understands that daddy wouldn't play with this because it makes him feel bad because of this. Even if he doesn't understand what this is, 
you've provided him a rational explanation and an opportunity to choose. And I think what I want to know about Harry is he would choose to not play with a thing that would make you feel bad to play with, which then down the line, again, it's not going to matter so much now, but when he's 10 years old and is like really struggling with some of this kind of concept, he's going to remember my dad gave me the choice and he told me the truth. And isn't that the whole fucking thing you want from your father is to tell me the goddamn truth and let me choose. Okay. I, I, I just have to acknowledge all the, the fathers listening right now. And if you're not clawing your eyes out okay, and, then sh- and, then choking, and then choking yourself with them and then punching yourself in the balls, imagining that they're Don Hall's face right now because he's being fucking insane, why aren't you doing that? Here's, here's where you're, like, you're right in the idea that talk to your children about difficult, problematic, complicated things and be honest and, and clear with them, completely transparent. 110,000%, I agree with you. At three years old, so, let me back up. Specifically to this stupid little Hot Wheel car, I'm not going to say... Harry, you cannot play with that. I'm just going to take it when I go there next and just chuck it. Because he doesn't care about it. He doesn't recognize it as a thing. He wasn't even the one playing with it. She just picked it up because he wasn't playing with it. So she grabbed a car that he wasn't playing with. There will come a time in Harry's life, sooner than later, I'm sure, where he and I need to have the discussion about equality, racism, slavery, American history. And I will have that conversation with him and he will understand things uh or at least i would argue, like what? i would argue and then later when he gets that, older he'll be like oh my dad i would told argue me this. that you've i would argue that you have made an excuse to not explain it to him at three you'll no. make another excuse to, you'll make another excuse to not explain it to him at five at seven no and then at some on. point you'll just go i'm not gonna have this conversation with my son that is it out bullshit and you know it come on you think I i'm just gonna bail it. on talking to my kid about things come on you did about you did about the general lee no i didn't it doesn't fucking you just matter did. you're gonna At just hide old, it from him you're I gonna had, hide it from him i'm not gonna hide him i'm gonna throw it away because it's a stupid exactly. fucking car you're gonna hide a stupid it you're gonna, show. Avoid, you're gonna avoid the conversation because it's easier to avoid the conversation because you've made an excuse that he doesn't understand it and you don't know he doesn't understand it you don't this is the thing this is why there is some Although I really have a problem with the concept of of white privilege in general, because I don't think it's quantifiable on any on almost any level, but I do understand the argument because if you shield children from that harsh truth and that honesty, no matter what their age, then you are not effectively teaching them how to live in the world we live in. No, but. But Don, there's a way to teach three-year-olds how to live in the world we live in and to be good and kind and, and, and understand the idea of equality and fairness and righteousness, not in the, the, the gross way, but righteousness is in like doing the right thing for humanity, a uh, humanist, sure, all altruistic humanist sort of way that doesn't involve um, sociological, economical 
complications. Like there's there's fourth grade reading level, reading level, seventh grade reading level. Harry's not at so that point. A three year old is not at that point to understand the complexities. So of, what you're saying of the is Virginia you're just battle flag. As, as, so what you're saying is hang, as the most on one a of the second. most creative as one of the most creative people oh I know. My God, you're simply not creative enough. To explain this to Harry at three years old, why but the you're fuck very, do I talk but to you? To- <laughs> but you're totally experienced enough and creative enough to explain to him why it's not appropriate for him to shit his pants and he needs to shit in a toilet. I have that conversation seven times a day with him. So why not have the same conversation about slavery? Because guess what? That's the whole crux of the concept of white privilege. And systemic racism comes from the fact that white parents, and I will argue black parents and Asian parents, do not have those conversations early enough because they think, oh, kids are just too young to have that conversation. They're never too young to have a conversation about right and wrong. They're never too young to have that conversation. Let me drop this footnote in really quickly, and then I'm going to get to another thing. So I, working on this, this Yale project at work... Um, Yale University, and I love nothing of, more than putting your feet to the fire. It's the wh- favorite, one of my favorite jobs. You sound like a fucking maniac. You know I love it. it you, just, no, I, love I know, it. and I'm watching your eyes like go googly, like you're <laughs> you're like Bozo the Clown on cocaine right now. <laughs> I just, it's so much fun watching you squirm. This, is just one of my favorite things of all time. This one of these Yale professors um, was talking about. This forum that we have, what makes us human? And it's talking about like the brain development of humans and that memories don't really form until you're about five, six years old and stick with you. And now you, we all have a few that like when we were three, we all, we all have those, but they're, they're very vague and we fill them in with stories and pictures to flesh them out a bit more. But like the hard memories don't really, because the brain just doesn't do that. And I think about that, I think about this all the time. And I've been thinking about it for the last three and a half years with Harry is what will he rem- like? Will he remember living in our Concord Place apartment, or will he just see pictures and put it like right? It's it's interesting. No, he'll remember. But they, I think but they he will learn remember things. some of it, but very very little of it. Yeah, they learn things. They learn behaviors. What I teach Harry, and this is a, a going a, again to that reading level. Like you you go in stages. What is really important to me to teach Harry is the idea of being helpful to other people being kind to be a good listener to be a good share because if you can instill that in somebody then they understand just organically that owning another person is a bad thing and we will we will have those discussions about like if we see a confederate flag when he's like five six years old when he's a little bit older to understand the concepts and the complications of of humans being the awful things that we are at times we'll have that conversation but at three years old, when he's just trying to race cars on the driveway on a road made of chalk that his aunt made for him, like, he doesn't give a shit. So, I'm throwing the General Lee away. I'm going to keep Daisy Duke in my head, because that's for daddy, right? <laughs> and then when, when we go down to see, uh, you know, his Mimi and Papa, my, my in-laws, we go down to central Illinois and there's Confederate flags hanging off the back of trucks. We'll have the conversation about how horrible slavery is and the wretchedness of the original civil, the first civil war. 
All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing to do this week is a watch. This is Littered Ape. Why read anything? (laughs) (laughs) Pour yourself a scotch, relax, watch some fucking TV. Uh, It's Watch Impeachment, American Crime Story. So it's, uh, this is the, uh, what's his fucking name? Ryan, uh, the guy who did Glee and American Horror Story. I don't, I never got into Horror Story. It's on FX on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. This is the third season of American Crime Story. The first one was People vs. O.J. Simpson. The second one was uh, about killing Johnny Versace. And this one is about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Um, First episode was good. Didn't suck me in the way that the others did. But here's the thing. Exactly. It gets juicier. It it, it will get better as it goes on. I know that. Because the the ending, the last scene, was like, okay, here we go. Uh, But the game that I've been playing in this one episode is Find Sarah Paulson. Ah, yes. Because I checked she's twice during up. the episode. She's way Twice during the episode went to IMDb. Up, I was yeah. like, is she actually Linda Tripp? Because one, she, Sarah Paulson is an incredible actor. Yeah. She's in- one of the best. Incredible actor. And she's way made up and wears a fat They suit. have, they made the fuck out of her, as they should have. She, she because looks exactly li- like Linda Tripp. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's but, crazy. Oh my God. It's like she's up there with Daniel Day-Lewis and who uh, who played I, Cheney and Vice uh, uh, Batman Christian uh, Bale Christian Bale yeah, like Christian Bale yeah yeah find yeah. them like that's she's and I so love goddamn good so that's the game I'm playing right now is find yeah. Sarah Paulson and All I've right. yet to I know it's her well, but I've yet to find her of, <laughs> speaking of uh, Linda Tripp being fat her wearing a fat suit Sarah Paulson wearing a fat suit and David Himmel writing the only like really popular book about uh, camps in America. <laughs> um, in Bloomberg Business the o- Week, the only one, the only popular book, and the sales will it prove it really that. is. It's the only one, but there's an article by David Herbert in the Bloomberg Business Week called "Another David H. Ep- writing about summer camp." Fuck that guy. Yes, it is another David. It's the epic family feud behind an iconic. American weight loss camp for kids. Oh, yeah. And my favorite, the thing about it is it's established. <laughs> the picture on the article is brilliant. Um, it's established in 1968, and it's a fat camp, yeah. and it's called Camp Shane. Yeah. Not Camp Shame. No, it's just it's one camp hump away. Shane, yeah, and and the the byline is or the or the subhead is for five decades as the children at camp Shane shed pounds, made friends, and found romance. A fierce succession drama was playing out. This is one of the most <laughs> brilliant, horrifying, only in America goddamn pieces of. <laughs> Of journalism you're ever going to read. I highly recommend it. I oh, couldn't man. stop reading it. I just laughed and laughed and laughed at this fucking article. It is a brilliant, it is a brilliant piece of journalism. So I highly recommend it. Bloomberg Business Week by David Herbert, the epic family feud behind an iconic American weight loss camp for kids. <laughs> That's I'm my looking, first thing. I'm looking forward to that. 
It's genius. Oh, you, the thing is, as someone who wrote a book about camp, you're going to read this and you're not going to stop laughing. Yeah. I swear to God, you will laugh the whole fucking time. It's killer. It's great. My next thing is, um, ah, geez. Well, it's another watch. Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. Always, Apple always. TV, whatever the hell it's called, they're Apple tur- Plus. They're turning a little dark with uh, Nate, and they're, they're, they're turning a little dark, and they're getting into some depression stuff and some rage stuff. It's good. It, it's smart. It's interesting that you say that, is that they're getting dark. That's an interesting point, because I've it ties into my next thing, which we'll get to in a moment. There you go, Ted Lasso. My, my second thing is also a read, because we are a literate ape. It's Look not at you. all about watching. Um, one of the things that's very interesting to me is that, uh, and I've followed this a little bit. Uh, we haven't talked. We have never talked about it actually on the A cast. Um, but one of the things that's really interesting is that genetic studies, the study of genetics and how genetics and hereditary traits affect how we behave. Mm-hmm. By the most progressive, and and I won't, you know, I hate to use the word woke anymore because it almost seems like I'm making fun, but it's not. Um, is forbidden to talk about because there are su- substantial indicators in the scientific research of genetics that says that certain genetic traits are exhibited by certain types, races, sexes, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's a it's a real study. But uh, one of the this is a really good. It's in the New Yorker, written by Gideon Lewis Krauss, which is a little bit of a name. That's a New Yorker but, name. But it's a profile. It's called "Can Progressives Be Convinced That Genetics Matters?" Mm. Subhead: The subhead, the behavior gen- geneticist Catherine Page Harden, is waging a two-front campaign on her left are those who assume that genes are irrelevant on her right those who insist that they're everything and it's an interesting thing because she's a scientist that has just you know, she does research on our genetic traits and how they affect our behavior our intelligence our athletic ability all these kind of things yeah um and while the left is wrong to ignore it to say that genes mean nothing the right is wrong to say that it establishes everything, and of it's, course. it's a really, it's a really good read, and it's got some links to stuff that I highly recommend. So that's my second yeah, thing. That sounds interesting. Uh, my last thing to do this week is, uh, it's a read. Look at me, uh, author, co-editor of a literary magazine. Um, tied into my second thing, that watch about Ted Lasso. This is a read. Uh, it's in the New Yorker. Yeah. It's by uh, Doreen Saint Felix. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Ted Lasso can't save us. Oh yes, that's a good article. And I don't agree with everything she says, but I I, I I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, I read that. I yeah, I don't agree with everything she says, but she's right in at the, at the she top makes of the article. Good points. She talks about like, when we talk about Ted Lasso, and you and I because I read it, and I was like Don and, and I yeah. have talked about it. We don't talk about the plot of the episode, like what's happening, like we do with you know. Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad or like yeah, you know, yeah, the whatever specifics. The Walking Dead when that was the show that mattered and didn't suck absolute bullshit um, but it's a, you talk about how it makes you feel exactly and I think you told me when you first recommended it you're like I wept 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I need yeah. to watch that then if it makes Don Hall cry. I've got to watch that because I like to cry. And, and I was I'm a right. bigger pussy was than I you right? are. Was I yes. right? Yes. Yes. Like, what's happening with Nate right now is twisting me up inside. It, because it breaks your fucking heart. It like, makes you, especially knowing how, how he went from just being yeah. anonymous to, like, being accepted. And now he's being... He's so tormented, and it all and it all goes to his father. It all goes. I know. All I guarantee it, yeah. you, it's all going to come to. But it really does make you sad because these are characters that you love their optimism. Well, and and Nate is that. This is how it seems that he is that that prototypical beta male who was shit on, shit on, shit on by his dad, by girls, by friends, by people in the street, whatever it was, and he's finally snapping. And I'm not saying that he's going to walk out. Into the under the pitch with a you know AK forty seven. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? They, they did kill a dog to. with a soccer ball in the very they opening did. scene of the first episode of the they second did. season. So who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah. Who but it's an interesting happen, read about yeah. like how the yeah, kind of really TV is. that we're consuming and the way and like what we need from our heroes now. It's it's yeah, it's interesting. So speaking of what we need for our heroes, my third thing is a watch. Please and say know, Dukes of Hazard. And I know, yes, of course. No, and I know that in this time of Delta variants and fear of things, I'm going to recommend a couple of things in my, my third thing. Number one, I'm assuming if you're listening to this Apecast, you're fully vaccinated. If you're not, fucking suck it up and get fully vaccinated. <laughs> then go to a movie theater. Yeah, wear your mask because you know you can wear your mask. It's not going to fucking kill you for two and a half hours. And go see Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Motherfucking Rings because <laughs> that's the official title. <laughs> it is the official title, the Motherfucking Rings. It's not the best Marvel movie ever made, but god damn it is fuck. It's a great ride. Like Thor, it's it's an origin film, but it's not strictly an origin film because Thor kind of dumps you right in the middle of like you I mean it's not like you saw Thor as a kid in the initial it's like he was Thor yeah he gets you know that's he was the god of thunder well Shang-Chi is a badass right out of the gate he's I mean if you know anything about Shang-Chi you know that character is known as the master of kung fu he's the master of kung fu within the first fucking 15 minutes of the goddamn movie yeah it's the Ten Rings thing that you got to do. And like you and I talked about, if you want to watch on Disney+, Plus, if you oh. are that much of a geek, watch All Hail to the King. Um, and you and I talked about that because you decided either they're, either, either they're geniuses or they're very clever. Well, well that, was, that was made in 2014. Yeah, as I didn't a, know that. That's a, Yeah, wild. as a Blu-ray add-on to Thor The Dark World. So this has been the plan all along with the Ten Rings. And if you really look at it, the, the, the group that kidnapped fucking Tony Stark in 20, 2008 was the Ten Rings. So this shit's been coming. They're connecting some dots. I will say Wait, they that were the Ten Rings? I thought they were like some Taliban or something. No, no. They were the Ten Rings. Go back and look. Huh. It, the, the, they had Moroccan things, but it was the Ten Rings... That can when when they like uh, you know when they're like taking the video of Tony Stark when he's yeah. talking about it behind yeah. him the flag 
Ten Rings. It's the same goddamn flag. Yeah, oh, you're right. Okay. The Ten Rings has been a part of this shit. So the Mandarin, Trevor Slattery, Bing Kingsley, all I'm telling you is, um, if you are a Marvel fan, if you're not a Marvel fan, go fuck yourself and don't watch it. That's fine. I don't give a shit if you watch it or not. Um, But if you are even a little bit of a Marvel fan and you've watched even, even 10 of the 22 films that have come before... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ting Rings is highly fucking satisfying. Lots of fun and sets the stage for some fucking great shit. And if you don't stay for the end credits at this point, you're a fucking moron because <laughs> they've been doing it for fucking 20 years. Yeah. So, there you go. That's my third thing and then I'm done. And that's the show. Um, for Again, for the, for the parents out there, if you've if you've got any, <laughs> if you've got a, a newborn to age, you know, to kindergarten, if you haven't had the conversation about slavery and the complicated relationship of um, race in America with your two-year-old, you're a bad parent. And what the hell's and wrong? And I will, with you? and I, and I will say that if you would like to be a better parent, you can contact me at don at yes. literateape.com. And I will offer my services as a parental advisor. You're a parental doula. You, that's what you are. You're a parental doula. I am doula. the doula of... That's exactly what I am. And so so I, I'm glad to come over. I'm glad to have a conversation with you <laughs> to make sure that you're a better parent. Because uh, what the fuck do I know? But I'm just arrogant enough of a white man to think that I know everything. So there you go. You're a fucking idiot. That's the show. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.